Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. But I am going to talk on a subject that this generation's got to hear. I'm talking about the church. If you don't hear this, you can pray until you're blue in the face and nothing's going to change in our society. It has to start with the church. Okay? The church is the one that God uses. It's the pillar and ground of truth is what the New Testament says. So I will be getting a little uh, straightforward. I'm not... uh, God is waking people up. And if you... I know that we had a little trouble Wednesday night about uh, live stream, but if you can go back and pick up the podcast, I want you to go do that because uh, we, we invested Wednesday night, amen. I like to, I'd like to go back to Wednesday night again, but I can't. We got to move forward, all right? All right. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 3. And the title of today is, I am, in parentheses, holy. This is a subject matter, the holiness of God. If we don't get that, there will be no great awakening. Ever great awakening that's ever taken place in the United States. One of the major subjects was holiness. Are you following me? And if we don't get this, this is something this generation does not understand. I'm talking about the church generation. We're waking up to it because we've made things convenient and so convenient that people don't have to be transformed. Follow? Nowhere in the Bible... Listen carefully. I'm going to make a statement here just up front to let you know where we're going. Nowhere in the Bible does God say that you follow someone in a prayer and you get saved. We use that to try to help people. There's nothing wrong with that. However, this is what we... I want you to be my Savior. The subject matter that we're emphasizing is Savior. Listen carefully. He cannot be your Savior until He becomes your Lord. There are things that are listed in the New Testament that if you practice, the Bible says very plainly, in the book of Romans, if you practice this, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So we can say that prayer all day long, but if we continue to practice and don't repent, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's found in the book of Romans. That's not the Old Testament, that's the New Testament. Okay? So we're going to talk about it, and we're going to start with us. You know, it's one thing for the kettle to call the pot black. Y'all don't know that term. All the young people have no idea of what I just said. What it means is, how many of you know what cast iron is? Pot calls the kettle black. What are we saying? We're saying, hey, 
You're no different. Made out of the same stuff. You follow? And the church has been complaining about the world when we've been loose and convenient. God never told you to live by convenience. Woo, man. Getting good already. And I ain't even read the, the scripture yet. Okay? He told you to live by conviction. If you live by convenience, I promise you, I promise you, you'll have a life of regret. You live by conviction, you won't have any regrets. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about us. Okay. Listen to this. In the book of uh, Exodus, chapter 3, and I want to kind of give you a preliminary here. I didn't tell this to the guys up there, but... You need to be bringing a Bible anyway so that we can make some changes. All right, go back up here to uh, Exodus chapter 3. Moses is seeing a burning bush out in the wilderness that's burning, but it's not being consumed in verse number 5. And he, uh, uh, God speaks to him out of this burning bush, and he said, draw nigh unto, uh, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from thy foot. In other words, you're coming close, but put your shoes off. It's time that we become barefooted before God. Do y'all get the, get, the, get the drift right there? Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for thou, the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. And he says, moreover, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. He was afraid to look at that burning bush. And God goes on down to verse number 7, and he says, uh, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Do you know that God knows the sorrows of this generation? And he says, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, or the heathen, and to bring them out of the, that land unto a good land and a large and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hattites, the Amorites, the Persianites, the Havites, and the Jebusites. And they're all, you notice they all have the ites in it. Well, that means they're all promoting themselves. I. The I am is coming against the I. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I, the I am, have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I, the I am, will send thee unto Pharaoh, and that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? In other words, now he's worried about who he is. God said he was going to do it, and now Moses is concerned about himself. 
that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. God says, I am, will be, I will be with thee, and thou shalt be a, uh, and thou shalt be a token unto thee, that I have, this shall be a token of thee, I have sent thee, when thou shouldest brought the, uh, hast brought the people of it, uh, out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. Glory to God. All right, I'm, I'm, do you know where this mountain was? This mountain, the name of this mountain, Hurub, I guess I'm not even know if I'm pronouncing it right, Mount Sinai, it means inspiration. God just inspired Moses with a fresh revelation. Watch. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, that they shall say to me, What is thy name? Moses is saying unto God, And what shall I say to them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I really like it out of the Amplified. It says, I'm going to quote it to you. Look at this. I am that I am because... Get it right, Ronnie. I am. If there's something that I have seen uh, being brought up and I see in this generation that is lacking in the church is a holiness toward God. A reverential respect. Okay? That reverential respect has to be in place in order for God to reveal the magnificence of who He is. It has to be in place. And He's starting, listen carefully, He's starting with a few. Okay? What people refer to as a remnant. You hear that phrase a lot. It means to a few. Okay? And the, 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 if I could say it, wait, the early birds get the worm. Turn to your neighbor and say, the early birds get the worm. What does that mean? You need to be, you need to get on this now. Everybody say now. now. Okay? This is a now season. It's not, listen, if you're going to be... It's a little bit close to me. I almost feel like I'm falling off. Uh, <clears throat> or seen yet. In fact, I want to say it this way. Uh, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention to what I'm going to say. The Bible is still being written. Yes. In your heart. Chapter 6, let's start with verse 2. And God said, spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. That word Lord there means I am the eternal one. I am the self-existing one. He means, listen carefully, I am the eternal one, and it has to do with the word Joseph opening the doors on time or, or uh, making things hard on people. What we're talking about is transformation. Everybody say transformation. transformation. 
here's what we've been teaching. And I sh I'm going to rephrase that because I haven't been teaching it. What has been taught to this generation. It's okay to be the way you are. After all, God loves me the way I am. Are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding. God loves you in spite of the way you am. And he loves you so much, he ain't going to let you stay the way you am. He's going to transform you if you'll submit to him. And so much of the times we have, we, we love to put out how many people came down to the altar and repeated the sinner's prayer. But I'm going to tell you right now, in my experience in doing that, I have seen that more than 50% never come back. Did they really get it at that time? The answer is probably no. And here's why. Because when the I am hits you and reveals to you who he is, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to pull off your shoes on holy ground. Woo, man, preaching, getting thick. It not, only it, it, it not only refers to the unchangeability of God, this word Jehovah or Lord in the King James, it also refers to the revealing one. The revealing one. Okay, the eternal self-existing God is going to reveal himself to you. As he reveals himself to you in the present tense, he's not just revealing to you to feel sorry for yourself because of your circumstances. He's going to reveal to you a character, a nature of who he is. That's the only thing that is going to deliver you from yourself. Okay? And it's going to be a holy encounter. A holy encounter. Everybody say holy. holy. Now don't get shook up with the word holy. Because it's not what you think it is. We'll get into that in just a moment. And it's always in the present tense. John chapter 8. Let's go there for a moment. Verse 58. So you, we can refer to this. Glory to God. John chapter 8, verse 58. Jesus said to them, they were trying to figure out, you know, how he had responded, I mean, how he had, had uh, understood Abraham. And he said, verse uh, 58, he says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, they got really bent out of shape about this. Okay, they got bent out of shape at, and they took up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went throughout the temple and going through the midst of them. And so he passed by. They got bent out of shape about that. I am. Jesus is revealing that I am. Now go with me. I wasn't going to do this, but I, it's worth it. 
I didn't have it planned to do this. Are you all excited? Uh, man, I know where we're going. <laughs> John chapter 18. Now Jesus is in the garden the very night with his disciples that he's going to be betrayed by Judas. He's in the garden. He and the other disciples are praying. And I want you to look at this. Remember, we're talking about Moses had an encounter with the I Am. And Judas is coming, verse number 4, And Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, who betrayed him, stood with him. And as soon, watch verse 6, and as soon as he had said to them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. I got a question for you. Remember what we read over there in Exodus, the I am, and Moses wouldn't even look at the burning bush any longer. Had to take his feet, uh, shoes off. That was kind of off my notes. That was from Wednesday night. Go with me to the book of Leviticus. Now, remember, I am means, listen carefully, I am who I am and what I am and I will be what I will be. Everybody say be. Be is always in the present tense. Right? For example, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be light. He didn't say, let there gonna be light. Let there has been light. He said, let there be light. And to this generation... There be light. Are you waking up about right now? It's the same to each generation. If God says be, there's a continuation of being no matter the time element or the set of circumstances. When God said to the sun, be shining, does it shine when it's cloudy? Yes, but you don't see it. But is it still shining? Absolutely, because it be being in the present tense no matter the generation that's on the earth. Are you understanding where we're headed? Are you understanding what we're talking about? Quit looking at the past of what God has done or quit looking into the future of what God is going to do because what he is doing up and in chapter 11 of Leviticus... And let's look at verse number 45. Well, let's look at 44. And here again, I'm sorry, gentlemen up there, but he says in verse 44, For I am the Lord your God. Exactly what he said to Moses. I am your Lord. The Lord your God. And you you shall therefore sanctify yourselves. Did you get that? Are you listening? Everybody say sanctify. Sanctify. 
You know Jesus said how to sanctify yourself? He said, the word that I have spoken to you sanctifies you. You're sanctified because you heard my word and you followed through with obedience to it. Okay? Sanctify yourselves and you shall be what? You shall what? Be holy. For I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourself with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God, and ye shall therefore be for I am holy. I taught a sermon series a number of years ago called Be. Do you know what that word means? Be being. Today, after we, right now, in the, in your, your being. But when you go outside this, this meet, meeting, your desires to come to pass, then you got to give your desires to Him. In other words, God, I want the desire to be what you want me to be. I am coming to you in humility. I want to be what you want me to be. I, am, I didn't design myself. I didn't put myself here. I didn't save myself. I just want to be what you want me to be. Now give me the desires to be what you want me to be. Can I help you to understand something? I'm going to talk about myself. Some of y'all are so glad that I get off of you, huh? I never wanted to be in the ministry. I love God. I'll go to church. I'll tithe. I don't mind mowing the grass in, 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 on the church property. But I never had a desire to be a preacher or a teacher, particularly a pastor. Never had no desire. I wanted to be a businessman. And you know what I found out? My life is up by anything else but faith. If you're going to be what God called you to be, you're going to have to live by faith. The problem is everybody wants to feel comfortable about being what they want to be. I want God to come. I want Him to answer my problem the way I want Him to answer it. He said, be holy, be separated. Now, here's one of the things that helped me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you, and you can do with what you want to. Most people have nothing to live for. And because they have nothing to live for, they live and die to themselves and never know the purpose of life. You don't live and you don't die to yourself. God's the one that gives you the purpose of life. And it's not about for you to go do your own thing. Oh. Isn't it interesting? I've had people tell me, said, Brother Ronnie, I'm going to show up to church. I'm going to show up to church as soon as I get everything in my life straightened out. Really? 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 When, as soon as you get everything straightened out. 
you'll never be what God wants you to be until you become sanctified. All right, go. He's talking to this generation today. And he's saying, be holy. And it's interesting. It, I love you. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor Ronnie loves you. Say this out loud. I know God loves me. It's interesting if you can keep going to church and still shacking up. If it doesn't bother you, then you haven't had an encounter with the I am holy. Now it's also interesting that we will give the homosexual community all kinds of problems, but then we'll shack up. At least we're not homosexual. Hallelujah. And some of us, no, 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 let me back. Somebody. Some people go to church some, and still look at porn. But after all, I'm saved. No, you're not. You're not saved from porn because you hadn't sanctified yourself. You know why you had to sanctify yourself? You had to ask God to give you a revealing of His holiness. <clears throat> Gloria Copeland has a message called Holiness, the Final Frontier. Until we get this, we can complain about our generation. But our generation is not going to have a great awakening until the church wakes up. All right. I'm going to go here. These are not, I didn't give these to the guys, but go here. We're going to close here in just a minute. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter number 1. Because everything you've given me, Pastor Ronnie, is in the Old Testament. 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, <clears throat> let, we'll read verses 13 through 16. Verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the re revelation at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, I am already, I am He. Okay? Before Abraham was, I am. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, notice it didn't say as disobedient. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. In other words, when you didn't know, you fashioned your life according to the desires of fallen human nature. But don't do that anymore because now you know. Watch this. But as he which hath called you. Say this out loud. God is calling me. 
We, he which hath called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversations. Now he's not just talking about your communication and speech to one another. He definitely includes that, but he's talking in the manner by which you live in all sets of circumstances. Be holy. Why? Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Is that in the New Testament? Notice what he says, you've got to gird up the loins of your mind first. Gird up the loins of your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, or beg of you, my brethren. I beg of you. Not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed, verse 2 says. He said, to make your bodies, verse number 1, a living sacrifice. Everybody say living. living. Now listen. This is one of the most important phrases that I could help you get. Notice he didn't say a dead sacrifice. He said a living sacrifice. A dead sacrifice is once it's over. Paul said I die daily. I do what? What are we dying to? Fallen human nature. That gives us full of excuses just like it did Moses. Moses was full of excuses why not to obey God. Well, well, well who, who am I? He said, I, you're, I'm going to go with you, Moses. I'm not telling you to go by Jesus. Am I preaching what, you're supposed to, what I'm supposed to be preaching? Because it ought to make them move with haste to get to act together. Put your house in order. Instead, they look like they're comfortable about being miserable. Pastor Zoni, you want to come help me? No way, huh? I'm on my own. That's just one thing. I'm just, I'm just making a statement. I've seen it for, for, for decades. I've seen it where people come in. Well, you know, I don't, you know. And then they'll use this excuse. Well, we tried to make an appointment so that, that, that you know, we could have a wedding. I think I'm going to have it like this. I'm going to have somebody on standby. And when, when that person calls or that couple calls, I'm going to say, go over there now. Make haste and go do it now. Amen. Quit waiting for a big, you know, big blown up thing. Do y'all love Jesus? Yes. I didn't ask you about loving me right now. I'm just his mouthpiece, by the way. I'm saying this to you. We're upset with what's going on in our society, but we won't even let the God of holiness work holiness in our lives. And then we're over there pointing our finger to this generation. I was reminded after service Wednesday night, and I'm saying this for a reason, 
after service, Phyllis reminded me of this particular verse. So if it bothers you, blame Phyllis. First John chapter 4. When we get to heaven, so are we in this world. Present tense. Everybody say present tense. Say this with me out loud. I am not of this world because he is not of this world. Are you following what we're talking about now? You're getting the vein of what we're saying. God wants to reveal himself to this generation in his holiness. Now when we talk about holiness, we're not talking about being stiff-necked. What we're talking about is being freed to what we were supposed to be in the very beginning. We're not talking about being hard-nosed. What we're talking about is letting pray for the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your own personal life. God, change me, mold me, fashion me. I'll never forget, Dad used to pray, say this all the time. He prayed this one time. Well, he prayed it often, but he, 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 he prayed this and he was referring to this prayer that first came to him when he was praying and he didn't think he could fulfill the calling of God upon his life. And this is, what he, this is what God told him. The Holy Spirit prayed to him, Lord, correct me. Lord, rebuke me. And he said, if none of those work, Lord, chastise me. But don't let me go my own way. Now that's tough. I know that's tough. But it's dedicated. And that's how come my dad finished, finished his course. My point is most every person that I've ever met that backslid didn't wake up and say one day I'm going to backslide. Not one person. Anybody that ever backslid that I've ever watched begin to grow lukewarm. And they lost sight of the holiness of God. Now God's not wanting you to do this on your own. Everybody understand what I'm saying. We're talking about the Holy Spirit dealing with you line upon line, precept upon precept. You're not going to get there tomorrow. You follow me? But you're going to grow into it if you will make Jesus Lord. You will not do so if you just confess Him as Savior. Because this is what you'll be habitually doing. You'll wait until you mess everything up and then you'll try and, and, and you'll try everything you've done and then you want God to pull your fat out of the fire. Instead of 
Finding out what God wants done and doing what he wants done right now. Learn to follow his instructions. Even if it, even if it doesn't agree with your flesh and it doesn't agree with the opinions of others. Are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? And when you, goodness sakes, if you marry, if, you, if you're going to get married, marry somebody that loves God more than you. I am so glad that I married somebody that pursued her relationship with Jesus. That loves, her more, uh, loves him more than me. Because if you don't love God more than you love your spouse, you'll not please God and you won't ever please your spouse. Because in order to love your spouse, you've got to get to the God who supplies the love. And love always works in truth. Are you following me? My mom made a statement, and I'm going to close with this part because I'm going to give you a chance to respond. My mom told me this more than one time. She said, Ronnie, when I read the Bible, every time I read the Bible, God corrects me. And I thought about that for years, and I said, perhaps that's the reason why a lot of people don't read the Bible. Because statistics show, polls show that only about 9% of Christianity reads their Bible on a daily basis. Then they want to go to church on Sunday and the pastor have read the Bible all week for them. And the sad thing is, some pastors haven't read their Bible in months and so they don't even know whether the pastor is on track or not. And now we got pastors that are, uh, you know, doing things that are anti-God to make people feel comfortable. So I, when, I hear that, when I hear mom making that statement, and I notice that in my own personal life, God's not mad at you. But we don't realize how far Adam and Eve fell. Here's another aspect that I want you to remember. You are saved. You are being saved. And you shall be saved. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean, I am saved, I'm being saved, and I shall be saved? You open up your heart and let Jesus come in. And he saves you from your sin. But when you crown him Lord of your life, he begins to transform you on a daily basis by you reading his word. Jesus said, you are now sanctified through the word that I have spoken unto you. Let God speak to you on a daily basis. And your body, you're going to get a new body. You're going to have a new body. 
So spirit, soul, and body, it is a process. And God's people have got to move out of their self-righteousness into letting God mold them and make them. And until that happens, we're going to be upset with this society and we're going to continue to be upset. Because we're not letting God do the work on us. Because when God does the work on us, He's going to work on us to work through us to change society. Amen. Am I, am I, make, I hope I'm making myself clear. If not, I'm going to depend just strictly on the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now this is what I want to do. I don't do this very often. But how many have ever had God deal with you about something for maybe days or weeks and you just kind of push it to the side? Huh? You, you, you just kind of know, but you just kind of push it to the side because your flesh don't want to deal with it. Well, today... I'm going to give you a chance to repent of some of that. If God's been dealing with you about something you've just kind of been pushing to Him to decide on, I want you to get out of your seat and come down here to the front. Suck it up, buttercup. Those of us that may, may think that we don't have anything right now, I pray God bothers you before the day's out. Okay? And He's going to bother you because He loves you. Okay? Glory to God. So I want you to come up here with me, will you? Condemnation. This is dealing with our flesh. Say this with me, Father. I thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for your holiness. Reveal to me like never before the I am of your holiness. Jesus, thank you that you paid the price so that your spirit could lead me, guide me, and teach me. Thank you for teaching me when I'm wrong and leading me in the paths of your righteousness. You're, you love me with the truth. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy. Now, we're, we're going to pray for you. Father, I thank you right now for the fire of your spirit. Returning to the church, we stir through the ashes and we find those coals that are still burning underneath the ash. We blow on that in the name of Jesus and we add fuel to it in the name of Jesus. We stir up the gift. Glory to God. We stir it up in the name of Jesus. Cause your fire to blaze within us. Putting you first in everything. 
being conscious of you every day. Get us, help us to develop to the point of being conscious of you every moment of every day. Thank you for your holiness. The fire of your spirit to burn out all the unproductive junk in our lives. Help us to give you first place so you can place your desires in our own heart. So that we don't come with our agenda. But we come open before you and say, Lord, what is your agenda for the day? Glory be to God. For Lord, our generation is waiting and yearning for us to reach forth to the things that you have for us. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing your job in us, speaking to us. Lord, we thank you for your word not just being on a written page, but being written in our heart. Lord, I thank you that this moment when we meet together in your name, that we're not meeting together in your name for religious purposes. We're meeting in your name to encourage and exhort one another as we see your day is approaching. Help us to yearn to meet together. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Now just take a moment. Express to God yourself. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You that are not up here, you need to do this right now. Glory to God. Begin to worship Him. Lord, we thank you. You're good and your mercies are new every day. We thank you, Lord. You're the great I am. You're the one that was, that is, and is to come. Almighty. Hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Lord, we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. And we belong to you. And for your good pleasure were we brought into being. We thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, Father, I lead this congregation in repentance. Forgive us for negligence, slothfulness, Lord, we thank you right now. Your precious blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we thank you 
that you're moving on us to move right now because you have things, special things laid out for us that we can't step into, Lord, until we take this step. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much. Thank you, Jesus, for correcting us. Thank you, Jesus, for rebuking us. Thank you, Lord, for your word burning in our hearts. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Lord, help us to hear your voice in obedience that we clear out deafness in our ears and blindness in our eyes in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God that we act when you're dealing with us instead of, instead of looking back with regret. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Now stand with me out there. Now listen, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.